Now we're bringing on my friend, Jim McManus, that you know quite well. And we wanted to make sure we had um, a military uh, interview here for suppliers and how they might do business with uh, the government. So on to you, Jeff. On to me. Okay, well, thank y'all. And good afternoon, everyone. Jim, good to see you. And uh, Miss Kathy, pleasure to meet you, as well as uh, John. Uh, good to meet all of you folks and uh, really excited about uh, the next uh, amount of time we got together. This, is, this should be uh, entertaining and educational. You know, fortunately, I was able to uh, attend a seminar back in the summer with Jim and uh, at uh, what GAF sets or GV sets, as you like to call it, military terms. So uh, yes, sir. I, I had my interest peak then, and I really appreciate Jim uh, having me up there and being one of the panelists. And uh, I'm really excited, even more so now, about how we're going to actually, I think, put another step forward in involving the military and motorsports, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, don't everybody get up here and get excited at one time. <laughs> hey, Listen no, up, I folks. Loosen up, folks. I mean, we're we're just like I say, pretending where you can either drinking beer or coffee, whichever one is your choice, and we're just going to sit here and have a little little conversation. And uh, I'm going to start with you, Katie, because uh, I feel like you know that you ladies go first, and on top of that, uh, I know you've got a lot of involvement with a lot of different uh, associations as far as the military is concerned. I mean, like National Defense Industrial Association is one of them, and I'd I'd love to be able to hear you know what your what your thought is. Well, I definitely, um, if you're interested in doing business with the government, whether it's local, state, or federal, um, but specifically we're talking federal here, you, you want to attend Michigan uh, National Defense Industrial Association. They're uh, GVSATs, which you mentioned, the Ground Vehicle Systems Engineering and Technology Conference. That's always, mm -hmm. usually every um, August in the summer. It's a great event. Uh, that's where you'll meet a lot of the program managers for the Ground Vehicle System Center GVSC, um, ACC Detroit Arsenal's there, uh, and, and you really get a good feel um, for what the requirements are in the military. Another really great event that the Michigan National Defense Industrial Association puts on that you should put on your calendar is the Michigan Defense Expo which in 2023, it's going to be April 19th and 20th. So literally everybody who is in the defense, playing in the defense sandbox, they're there. So that's another event that you don't want to miss. Uh, so not only are the suppliers there, uh, the large prime contractors, um, uh, small businesses, as well as the government agencies are there. So uh, two really great events that the Michigan Defense uh, Industrial Association puts on that you don't want to miss. And I think, uh, John, right, you were going to, did you want to roll off first and, and yeah, do your no, I appreciate that, Kathy. Um, you know, I'm going to try and uh, present some slides. Um, so now hopefully you can see the screen. I am John Jaloki. I'm the civilian deputy. Don't let the haircut fool you. Uh, I support the Army. I work for the Army, but I am not a current soldier. I'm just going bald. So I uh, try to keep it short. Um, what I'm going to walk you through is kind of what you can do business with the government. Um, so, you know, I'm here in, in the Detroit Arsenal, so Southeast Michigan. Uh, you, you used to make the tanks for World War II, right? Um, and so now we still manage the acquisitions and the procurement of tanks and trucks. And I kind of want to walk you through a little bit about who we are, how to do business with us, and what we're kind of looking for. Um, you know, following Mr. Hull, you know, you can tell he has a passion for his job. I absolutely love mine get to support the warfighter. And that's what we're trying to do today is get you guys encouraged and engaged with our, your ability to also support the warfighter through your companies and your ability to produce quality parts and services that will help our motor vehicle pools in uh, the various locations that our soldiers are through worldwide. So just, you know, who we are, um, you know, you, you see Army Contracting Command. Uh, so we do support the soldiers. We are part of the Department of Army. We've got uh, main headquarters is here in Detroit Arsenal in, in Detroit, Michigan, but we have sites throughout the United States. Uh, we've got depots and arsenals and they do everything from store our vehicles to repair and refurbish our vehicles. 
And so, you know, you can see we do a variety of uh, platforms. We work on a variety of things. I'll get into that a little bit more. But just know that generally wherever you are, we have someone that you can be able to support with your, uh, your business and hopefully you're going to be engaged in order to be able to do so. We're going to leave, uh, provide these slides out to you guys. You can have the contact information. If you've got questions at any time, you can ask them through the chat here and or don't hesitate after this uh, presentation's over to reach out and use these numbers, use these email addresses. We want to hear from you. You know, we I strongly believe as a contracting guy, right? I want you to have some competition. I want my vendors and industry partners sharpening those pencils. Make sure that we're able to get the best product possible for that soldier. They deserve it and we want to provide it to them. So you can see our portfolio is pretty big, right? So we got tanks and trucks, but even under the tank portfolio, we got everything from light, medium, heavy tactical vehicles. We've got things like the Humvee to big, huge Hemets that, you know, move, you know, major, major pieces of equipment, things that haul the tanks. We've got a bunch of combat vehicles, right? So it's not just the tank. We got Bradley fighting vehicles. We've got combat vehicles that have been in our inventory for 40 years. We also have cutting edge R&D type uh, new weapon system platforms that are right on that, that new edge of R&D. And it's pretty exciting to see, get out there and see what they're capable of. But not just that, we also do things like boats. We have more watercraft than the Navy does. And we buy those here out of Detroit Arsenal. Uh, we've got things that are to help distribute petroleum and water systems and filters and fuels and stuff like that. So a lot of the key components that go into the race car industry are gonna be applicable and eligible to be um, you know, supporting our soldiers through the equipment that they use on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not always just the tank that you might see on, on the evening news. There's a lot of logistic items that go in and support all that combat power and so in order to be able to do that, we need qualified vendors that help us support those systems. So just so you know what we talk about, you know, my, my organization is one of seven contracting centers in the Army alone, right? Most of them are affiliated with a commodity. I'm affiliated with tanks and trucks, um, along with some of the other items that you just saw on the previous slide. But my folks down in Piers down in Alabama, they do your aviation equipment. My folks out at you know, uh, a CECOM, which is out on the East Coast, they do your communications and electronic commitment. All of them combined, we do some serious horsepower. My organization alone does about 20,000 contract actions, executing and obligating about $10 billion a year. We're talking real money. When you look at all of the spend for the Army and just those that go only to small businesses, we're talking about $13 billion. Now, don't question why we don't give a lot to Wyoming, right? We allow competition to, to rule the day. Um, what this means is these are just where companies are headquartered, right? So you see a lot of companies headquartered, obviously, in California and Texas. We've got a lot in Michigan and down south as well. And so we try to spread out that money, but competition rules the day. Whoever has the best product at the best price wins those competitions. And that's how you see those money, you know, get distributed fairly and equitably across the entire of the United States. So how do you guys get in on those potential opportunities? And so we're gonna we'll kind of walk you through. These are four items that are on the web right now that we're looking for anyone who's qualified in order to be able to provide us. You know, so some of these things are just sustainment kits, right? So we got modification kits. These things kind of help support some of our engines. Um, you th see things like wiring harnesses and other cabling and other items that kind of go in and support the larger vehicles that we have all the way up to the vehicles that we have. And so all these links are live. You can see and click on those links. And in order, once you do that, you're gonna go to a place called SAM.gov. So not just the Army, all the Department of Defense has SAM.gov. That is the government federal point of entry. And so what you're gonna to wanna to do is you're gonna to wanna to go to that site. It's just six letters, SAM.gov. You're gonna to go to that website and you're gonna type in this act, uh, designator to get to all my stuff. Different sites have different designators. If you're ever wondering how to get to those sites, most of them have a general facing webpage that can kind of give you what that uh, you know, signifier is. You're gonna type that into the search bar right at the top, it says search, you type that in, and it's gonna pull up all the things that we're looking for for industry to produce. Some of them are gonna be sole source type items, meaning you know, we're not gonna compete the tank every year. Uh, that's gonna go to general dynamics, but that also allows you to know what are the requirements out there so that you can call up General Dynamics and say, hey, I've got a great item for you to be able to put on that tank. Are you interested in hearing my pitch? But it also has full and open competition. Items that we're constantly looking for, new suppliers to enter that market, whether they be small businesses or existing businesses, we wanna grow that industrial base in order to be able to make sure that we have a steady stream of parts and, and support to our nation's warfighters. So you type in W56 and it pulls up 
what we call our solicitation. This is the items that we're asking you to bid on. It lists all the clauses, all the, all the items that you got to subscribe to. And it also lists the technical data packages. So what are you going to kind of build to? Uh, in order to be able to view some of those things, um, you know, you can get to the link, but you can't open the link without registering and creating an account. This website uh, down here will take you right to how do you create that account. You fill in the information. It's free to use. Um, if you have any questions about the process, you've got my name. You've got some points of contact on these slides. Do not hesitate to reach out to us. I will tell you, though, one of the best resources for our folks is the PTAC. So we'll let Kathy kind of walk you through um, you know, her slides, but I'm going to tell you, Anytime people have a question on how to do business with the government, we do our best to help them out. We also make sure as part of that uh, you know, elevator pitch to them, we highlight the importance of the PTEX because they really are there to help uh, our industry partners navigate through what can sometimes be an unfamiliar process uh, if it's your first time really trying to do business with the government. Should take about 10 days for approval, so factor that in. I know everyone's going to be leaving this uh, very energized and excited. Just know it might take you, you know, a couple weeks to actually get access to the site. But once you do, you'll be able to search for everything. And again, not just for Detroit, but worldwide. So we want to do business with you direct. We also want to highlight that there are a great amount of opportunities with our OEMs. So these are some of our key suppliers that we use that build your tanks, trucks, and things like that. And here's who to contact and how you get your foot in the door with them. So AM General builds the Humvee, has been doing it for decades. If you want to become a supplier of AM General, you click on this link and it'll take you to, you know, their information as it relates to that. BAE Systems, there's a variety of combat platforms for us. Everything from the Bradley Fighting Vehicle, which is an infantry carrying vehicle, to, um, you know, other things that, you know, pull out the tank and rescue and recover the tank. So the M88 field of equipment. They've got the Amp B, which is our new... Uh, you know, kind of cutting edge personnel carrier and stuff like that. You want to become a, a supplier to them. You've got a couple different links. You got your supplier diversity, as well as if you're a small business, we actively promote the small business industry. We sometimes have set asides and goals for our major industry partners. So you kind of get a little foot in the door that way. There's a special link for you to follow there. If you're interested in doing business with General Dynamics, they build our, our main battle tank along with our striker vehicle. That's, that's a wheeled combat vehicle. There's the link right there. You're going to click on suppliers under their main menu off their homepage. Then you got Leonardo DRS, and we've got a, a great partnership with Navistar. They, you know, historically have built a lot of our MRAPs and some of our other uh, tactical vehicle fleet, along with Oshkosh, who has uh, built this about the same. You know, those different variants of our MRAPs, along with some of our heavy, medium uh, tactical vehicles. So those are, you know, two main areas that we're looking for you to get in the door. Do business with us direct. But also don't hesitate to contact these, these major uh, original equipment manufacturers, get in with them, get them energized about your equipment and process. So because we're always looking for new suppliers, new people that can help support their businesses. Kathy highlighted a little bit some of the industry engagements and Jeff highlighted his he, how much he enjoyed GV sets. Here's where we're at. We want you to come out to those. Now, the September and October sessions have already ended, but we want you to put them on the calendar for next year. These are annual events. They're key events where, you know, AUSA is just absolutely ginormous. It's in Washington, D.C. You get to see everything from, you know, what the tank's going to look like in 10, 20 years from now to all the suppliers are, are going to consolidate around that event. Um, but we talk about some specific niche ones, right? You got NDIA is going to be out there for the tactical wheeled vehicles. So if you have anything to do with trucks, that's a great event to hit. We're going to have some of my folks there uh, right alongside industry partners, making sure that we're able to really get the best and brightest for our, 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 our soldiers. We've got a variety of virtual events. You know, we help, we partner with the PTAC, make sure that my folks are, are, are opening the door as wide as it can be, being fully transparent so you kind of know how to do business with us. And then again, uh, you know, we've got GV sets. That, that's our annual kind of one where we highlight to all of industry, everything that we see coming down the road, that's where we try and highlight it uh, on behalf of, you know, the Army Contracting Command. So with that said, I know we've got a, a lot of time, uh, you know, to, to get through some other good key content from Kathy. Um, certainly open to conversation and questions at any point in the ballgame, but I will tell you, you know, one of your best partners that you can possibly find is going to be in Kathy Stockman at the PTEC. So over to you, Kathy. Okay, thank you. Okay, are we good? Can you see my slides? Yes, can. Thank you. All right, so the Procurement Technical Assistance Program um, actually started, it's been around for over 40 years. It was established back in 1985 
Um, and the goal was to expand the number of businesses that are capable of participating in the government marketplace. Now, a lot of times when we have new clients come to us and they say, I want to do business with the government, they always just think the federal government. And there's also a lot of opportunity at the local and state levels too. So we assist, literally assist business with local, state, and federal government contracting, which is, it, it's huge, right? There's a lot of business out there for small business. Outcomes of our program, well, it's job creation, strengthens the local economy, and most importantly, supports the warfighter. We're funded through a cooperative agreement between the Department of Defense and, um, and our host. It's usually a university, college, chamber of commerce. They uh, hold the cooperative agreement with DOD. And, um, and then, of course, that cooperative agreement requires a match. So that's the state buy-in. And we receive oh, at Macomb Regional PTAC our match from the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. And there's no fee for most of our services. I will tell you that we are very fortunate at Macomb Regional PTAC because our host, who is Macomb Community College, I am a Macomb Community College employee, um, they are they they say no, nope, there's no no fee for any of our training, our one-on-one -on -one counseling services, our bid match service, et cetera. So we do not charge any fee for our services. I can sit down with a client or one of our counselors and be with them for over three hours doing market research, um, trying to identify who in the government is buying what they're selling. Uh, and um, there's no fee for that. And we meet with uh, small businesses and large businesses. We have large businesses that are uh, also our clients virtually or on site. So it's basically your taxpayer dollars at work. So PTACs are a national program. There are PTACs throughout the US. There are 96 PTACs, um, including Puerto Rico, Guam, and Northern Mariana Islands. And we just opened one in the Caribbean. And that's where I would like to be a program manager at is the PTAC <laughs> in the Caribbean. <laughs> so yeah. what's our success? Um, and these are the numbers for all of the, you know, those 96 PTACs. So we served over 57,000 clients, um, businesses. Uh, we, they were awarded over 24 billion in government contracts and subcontracts. And the return on investment is for every dollar that the federal government spent supporting our funding our program, supporting it, um, there was $553 returned to small business. So let me just give you an idea. I like to brag about Macomb Regional PTAC. Um, we are uh, right in the hub of ground vehicles, as John mentioned. And we over, um, so our performance period started uh, July, uh, I'm sorry, August 1st, 2022, and it ended July 31st of, um, no, okay, it started July, August 1st, 2022, yes, and it ended, oh, I'm sorry, July 1st, 2021, and it, okay, I shouldn't have said this, it started August 1st, 2021, and it ended July 31st, 2022. I have a couple fiscal years I'm dealing with that rattle in my head. I have our <laughs> hosts in our state and I want to make sure I'm getting it. So that's our DOD federal performance period, right? August 1st mm -hmm. through July 31st. In Macomb Regional PTEC, we have over 500 clients that we work with and almost a half a billion in government contracts were awarded to our clients. So, you know, that's a, there's a lot of opportunity for small business. And that um, number includes both uh, local, state, and federal. So those are federal dollars to include subcontracting. But, you know, that's just Macomb County. That's one county in Michigan um, is, uh, uh, is the almost uh, half a billion dollars awarded. So we're very proud of that here. I would say so. <laughs> it's impressive. Thank you. So what types of services do we offer? We offer, as I mentioned, one-on-one -on -one counseling. 
um, group training, we have at Macomb PTAC a set of um, core trainings that we have our clients go through. Uh, the first is the 101 training that just introduces them to government contracting. That's where we'll show them how to get registered in the System for Award Management, SAM, that John talked about. There's no fee for that um, registration. Uh, and then, um, and we cover, it's just a really broad overview on how to do business with the federal government. Then our Federal Market Research 201, that training provides um, our attendees tools with how to do um, market research, right? How to find out who in the federal government is buying what they're selling, right? What contract vehicle they're using to buy on, because there's a bunch of different contract vehicles the government can use to procure. Uh, it also then helps them um, target, you know, how often the government's buying that, that product or service, as well as how much, you know, they're, they're spending to, to procure that product or service. It also, uh, it, in that market research, um, it'll help identify who the incumbent was, who was awarded that contract in the past, so that you can reach out to them, small businesses can reach out to them and market uh, themselves for subcontracting opportunities. So the, for me, the, the, the key is, is to attend the Federal Market Research 201 training because that's going to help you target who is buying what you're selling in the government marketplace instead of just kind of throwing darts all over the place and hoping, right, you find somebody who wants to buy what you sell. Uh, we also do a 301 prospecting for how to find opportunities. We call it prospecting for federal opportunities. Uh, we're fortunate. Uh, Charlie Jackson from ACC Detroit Arsenal uh, participates in that training and um, comes in as a guest speaker. We're so appreciative of him because he tells it like it is. And then our 401, how to market to the federal government. Um, so, you know, the, the federal government, when you're talking to them, they'll say, hey, let me see your capability statement, or what are your North American industrial classification codes? And so that 401 uh, really teaches businesses how to market themselves to the federal government. And then, of course, we assist with registrations and certifications, so women-owned small business certifications, service-disabled, veteran-owned small certifications, et cetera. Um, as well as SAM registration. And um, please, please reach out to your PTAC to assist you with your SAM registration, because that's one of the first things you're going to need to do to do business with the federal government mm -hmm. is get registered in SAM. And uh, right now, there's been quite a few issues going on with SAM, and PTAC can help you navigate that instead of, you know, getting frustrated with it all. We also provide a service for no fee. It's our bid match service. And that goes out to over 3,000 e-procurement sites, local, state, federal, to include um, not only national, but international opportunities. So we can really focus your bid match to search for whatever you know, you're, you're wanting to um, see opportunities on. I have some clients who just want to see opportunities, say, for example, construction workers, they just want to see opportunities maybe in three states because that's where they have their licensing. Um, and other uh, clients that are doing prototypes and, and that, and they just, they want to see, you know, opportunities nationally or even internationally. So we can really focus your bid match up based on your capabilities. And then you will receive an, uh, a daily bids email, we call it, of those opportunities that match your capabilities. Uh, we assist you with um, responding to opportunities. So when I say responding to opportunities, we don't write your proposal for you. We cannot be industry experts in every area, right? Because I literally have clients that are, you know, manufacturing parts that go on a tank for sustainment to building tanks, to in weapon systems, to um, developing prototypes, um, to manufacturing batteries, to providing landscaping services, uh, office furniture, construction. So it runs the gamut, right? So we are not industry experts <laughs> in those areas. You all are. 
And so what we would do is whether it's a 600 page RFP request for proposal or a 10 page request for quote, we're more than happy to go through that opportunity with you page by page so that you understand what you're looking at. And if you, you, are, uh, if you meet the requirements in the opportunity to bid on, and, um, and we'll do that with you. And then we'll also review your offer. Um, and uh, we won't comment on your pricing or anything like that, but we'll review it and make sure that you dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Because as John knows, um, that sometimes if a uh, vendor submits, a supplier submits an offer and forgets to check a certain bo box, that can disqualify them. So that's what we'll do. We'll kind of go through it and um, make sure that you dotted all those I's, crossed all those T's. Pre and post award assistance. So I'm going to give you an example here. Pre award, a lot of times the government wants to give you an award, and but they need to do a pre award audit because they've never done business with you before. So you're going to get an email from the Defense Contracting Management Agency, DCMA, and they're going to say, hey, we want to come out and audit your books. And you have to be willing to open up your books, your accounting system, because they want to make sure before they award that contract to you that you have the financial capability to actually perform on the contract, as well as that you have an acceptable accounting system. So that would be an example of pre-award assistance that we help with. Um, Post-award, uh, we would help with um, I'll have a client say, Kathy, we got the contract award. Yay. Now, where do I invoice? And I'll say, did you read your contract award? Well, I reviewed it. Well, on page 10, it tells you you need to invoice on wide area workflow. And we can assist you with that, right, on um, creating an account on wide area workflow and, and invoicing. And um, we won't do your invoicing for you, but we'll show you how um, you can get set up so that you can invoice and get paid. Troubleshooting, we're doing a lot of troubleshooting right now with SAM, for, with the System for Award Management, helping clients navigate that. So just a tip here, please don't Google SAM. You might end up on a consultant's website and then all of a sudden, you know, you may be charged uh, $5,000 for assistance with getting registered in SAM or for your woman-owned small business certification we're here to help you for no fee. There's no fee to get any of those certifications out on the Small Business Administration, SBA's website. There's no fee again for you to get registered in SAM or on wide area workflow. I can't stress that enough. I hate when I have a small business um, come to me and say, I paid, you know, five grand to get registered in SAM and now I don't have control of my account to, you know, do the annual renewals. What do I do? I don't want to keep paying them. And so we'll show them how they can then become administrator of their account and take control from that third party, et cetera. So agency and prime matchmaking events, um, you know, we put on a meet the buyer every August. Uh, PTAX around the nation do matchmaking events. And uh, those are a lot of fun. You usually will have 10 minutes. Think of it as speed dating. 10 minutes to pitch your capability uh, to that government agency or to that large prime contractor. And, um, and then uh, hopefully, you know, you'll be hearing from them, right? So that's some of the services. I just really touched briefly and gave you some examples of some of the services that PTAC offers. Whoops. So how do you locate your PTAC? Again, I'm with the Macomb Regional PTAC and Macomb, and we service businesses located in Macomb County, Michigan. To find your PTAC, you just need to go out on, this is our National Association website, APTAC, Association for Pro, uh, Procurement Technical Assistance Centers. And you just need, need to go out there you uh, click on the drop down, select your state, and it will list contacts for the PTAC that serves your area because we're all funded to uh, serve certain areas. So, um, and some of us are regional. Um, some of us, there's some states just have a state PTAC, some states have a regional. 
that doesn't matter. You go out there, you find your PTAC, you reach out to them and you say, hey, I want to learn how to sell to the to the government. And um, and they'll they'll get you on your way. You know, they'll help you with your market research um, so that you'll see, you know, is really the federal government the space you want to be in? Or is it better to maybe start out at local or state? Or maybe it's better to start out subcontracting to those large crimes already doing business with the government. So um, that's where you're going to want to go there. And then finally, why do we do this? Right. And um, my husband retired after 21 years uh, in the army, and uh, and then he went on and worked for the uh, federal government. Uh, and so this is very near and dear to my heart to make sure that our troops, our warfighters, have the uh, equipment that they need, right, so that they can come back home. And the more suppliers um, that we have. Um, in the uh, defense industrial base, uh, the better it is because there's, you know, there's more uh, for the government to reach out to and buy from. So that's all I have. And basically, that's where you can reach us. If, you know, if you're having trouble finding your PTAC or whatever, just reach out to me. Um, you can reach me at ptac at macomb.edu. You can give me a call. Or again, you're going to get these slides. You can go ahead and if you're from the state of Michigan, you can click on PTACs of Michigan. That's our uh, uh, PTAC association here in Michigan. And you can find the PTAC of Michigan that serves your serves um, your business. And it's really based on where your business is located. Or if you're outside of Michigan, if your business is outside of Michigan, go out to APTAC. And I do want to mention, because I know that we have a lot of international folks on this call, um, on this um, training here, and I just wanted to mention that uh, in order for us to service you, um, you have to be a for-profit business, whether you're international or national, you have to be a for-profit business, and you have to have, if you're international, you have to have a facility or office in, in the US for us then to uh, provide services to you. So please keep that in mind. And we do, I have a lot of uh, clients that uh, come from Canada, from the Middle East, from different places around the world that have offices in Macomb County and they are Macomb Regional PTAC clients. So if uh, you're an international company, I'm gonna pitch Macomb, make Macomb, your business home and uh, set up an office here. And that's all I have, thank you. Well, thank you, Kathy. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of questions and I've got a couple of questions because uh, as John was saying earlier, you say the process, it takes about 10 days once you kind of start doing some movement, right? But I think what's more important, you know, this, this whole process, if I'm a small business owner, from the time we, you know, make contact with our PTAC office, and start getting through in the uh, getting into the system or starting into the system. How long can could it take us to do this process? Are we talking about weeks? Are we talking about months to get get our house in order? Okay, to get your house in order, and I mean literally, it's how much time and effort you're going to put into the process, right? So mm -hmm. I have clients who um, they're the business owners give their business development folks, or sometimes it's even the business owners that come to us and they are dedicated to, you know, really coming to our trainings um, and working through after all of our core trainings, we have what we call a vendor checklist that gives you steps, right, of what you need to do. And we call it their homework. And it, yeah, so it, it depends on how much time and effort they're going to put into it. But on average, you know, it can take anywhere from a year to 18 months um, where, you know, uh, you know, that for a small business to actually be awarded their first contract or subcontract, or it can take even longer. You know, we've had clients where it's taken a couple of years because the government's not buying what they're selling you know, every year or every month. So it depends on how often the government's buying what they're selling. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of different factors that come into play. Uh, some of our clients 
you know, they they haven't won a government, um, I shouldn't say win, but they haven't been awarded a contract yet. And it's because, you know, the auto industry may pick up. So then they'll pull pull back their time and effort in learning how to do business with, with the government. And, and then when the auto industry, we start to see a downturn, because here in Macomb, right, we're right in the hub of, uh, you know, Ford and um, all, all the different, um, the all the different auto uh, industries plus suppliers, and they also can support ground vehicles here too. So we'll see them, you know, uh, when the auto industry starts to slow down, you know, they'll start reaching out to us and they'll re-engage. And um, we always tell them, don't disengage, stay engaged because you know the auto industry is cyclical. And you're going, you know, you want to at least be submitting off a couple offers a year and hopefully getting awarded um, so that it can offset when, when the auto industry is on a downturn. So it, you know, that's a hard question to answer. We get right. it all the time, but again, it depends on the time and effort that businesses are willing to put into it. It depends on how often the government's buying what they're selling. Um, so a lot of different factors come into play. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, so you need some, may, may, may answer my question. Go ahead. No, I was just going to add to Kathy. Um, you know, so, so I've been in the defense business since 2009 on the industry side in a variety of different roles at different companies. So uh, disadvantaged businesses, veteran-owned small businesses, suppliers, tier one suppliers, and, and on the OEM side, like Navistar Defense. But, but I, I will tell you, you know, what Kathy's saying, it, it, you have to, it's a patient, persistent process in the defense business. If you're committed to it, you can, you can really um, uh, give some good value to the defense business because the defense industry is looking to the commercial world for solutions, for commerciality, for, for things to hopefully lower costs, because, uh, you know, sometimes some of these things can get really expensive when they're specifically made for a specific vehicle. And then you, then you find out that same part, you know, John might find out, heck that, that same parts being used in some commercial truck somewhere, you know, what, what the heck we doing, you know? And so when I got in the defense business, uh, a retired general by the name of Mark Lott told me, look, the best thing for you to do is really know your customer and what they need. Isn't that the truth in any industry? Uh, but but also no contracting, know the government contracting, get to know ACC, Warren, and how they work. The biggest thing he said was get involved with your PTAX. And I can tell you from day one, Jeff, day one, the PTAX have been, I mean, what do my kids call cool now? They say it's sick, but <laughs> that means cool. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it is the coolest thing. I'll tell you what, it, they. Uh, when I was with a small business, they helped us define who we are establish our NAICS codes so we could plug that information into what John was showing us earlier, SAM.gov, so we could find those opportunities that applied to us. Not only that, but PTAC was a great resource for knowing who to contact in the Army. Hey, who, who is the customer of, of this vehicle program or who owns that wheel end for, for that tank or vehicle, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other thing that Kathy briefly touched on is it's more than just uh, defense. That's what we're talking about today. It's GSA, it's Homeland Security. I mean, there's so many different things that that the motorsports industry uh, could look at as far as getting involved. So, uh, but to add to her comment, it's, it's a, it's, a, you got to be persistent and patient. Um, and uh, it's kind of like the turtle, slow and steady wins the race. Well, the one fair, thing John? I was going to add, the one thing I was going to add to that is the fact that, you know, that think about it like this, if the military buyers that you know that register on this platform at ePartrate, I mean, they're gonna have access to solutions and suppliers right there. I mean, this is the one good thing about what we do here already for <clears throat> predominantly racers. Okay, we started because of racers, but this is the kind, same kind of process I think would benefit you know y'all's organizations as a you know a suggestion here. Here's here's another avenue you can go down, which. I think can almost speed up some of the flow, you know, that we're, we're talking about here. Uh, you all talking about getting direct relationships, you know, go straight to where the company is just making a part that you see on a, on a part trade, you know, just look, look up, 
I mean, it, this is the one beautiful thing, 24 hours a day, whether it's here in the United States or around the world. You know, you can get on, on the computer and start looking uh, while everybody else is asleep. And, and by the next morning, have, a, have a, a direction you want to go in to maybe for carbon fiber, for uh, materials, you know, that uh, specialized materials and tubing or joints. You know, you, 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 we test on all this stuff. I mean, it's uh, we're kind of like, you know, I think I want to say it caught. I'm going to use the analogy. We're kind of like the Walmart uh, of shopping, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to racing. You know, you go here and find about anything you need uh, if, if you know where, where to go look. The the other part that I was going to ask about, Kathy, was, you know, you're talking about a year, 18, 18 months uh, to get through the, you know, get where you want to go, all right? The patience, as, as Jim is alluding to, and the, and the perseverance. But once you get there and you, and you meet the uh, – requirements do you have to redo that every year every five years is it you know is it something that's in effect i mean do you ever have to have it reviewed i mean how does that process work i mean you do it one time you're in for the for the duration of however long you want it to be associated with the military so um as far as the registrations for like the system for award management you have to renew that registration okay. on an annual basis and okay. uh, and so that's something we assist with for no fee. We can assist you with renewing that. And Sam's really good. They'll send out the system sends out an email saying, "Hey, your Sam is about to expire. You need to go in and renew it, right?" And so they can reach out to their PTAC to help them with that. The uh, different the certifications um, each has a different renewal. A service disabled veteran owned small businesses was every is every two years. And they just moved from the VA used to give uh, provide that certification, and now it's been moved over to SBA Small Business Administration is now handling that certification. And so I don't know if it's going to stay at two years or if, if they're going to increase that time frame for renewal or not. But it's all a little different. Um, but I think what you and correct me if I'm wrong. What you're asking is you know, once I'm in and I'm getting those awards, am I in? Well, you know, you have to keep keep competing and submitting proposals and offers, right? The good news is, is that once you start getting those awards, you have past performance. And John can speak to this. One of the one of the things that they look at when you're reviewing an opportunity, they'll tell it'll tell you how the government's going to evaluate your offer. I, I, the, the government's transparent, totally transparent. And it, it'll say, you know, we're, one of the evaluation factors might be past performance, whether it's commercial past performance or it's government past performance. So they're going to they're going to look at that. So, you know, once you're in, it, are you in? Well, it depends on how often you're going to submit, right, submit um, quotes or proposals for award. Yeah, no, no, great point, Kathy. And, you know, I often say the hardest award is the first one, right? Uh, because you learn how to crack that code. And so once you get in there, you kind of start to get a little bit more familiar. And, and as, you know, Jim alluded to, it's that persistence, right? This is more like a Baja 1000 than a drag race, right? We want folks that are going to be, you know, get so far, might hit a little roadblock, reach out to Kathy, myself, or even, you know, uh, OEM like Jim, and, and get over that next hurdle. And then you're that much closer to the prize. And then even after you got a couple contracts, something's going to happen, right? A budget may dry up. We may have a changing tactic. I saw a question about Ukraine in there. You know, things like that always happen. And we need industry partners to be responsive. And if you are and you keep plugging away, generally good things happen from my vantage point. Um, there is a time commitment though, right? You need to be kind of up on those certs. You need to be able to make sure that your products qualify with the latest standards and stuff like that. That's not unique to any industry, right? It's just, we want to make sure that the equipment that ends up in our soldier's hand meets the requirement is the best possible equipment. And that's why we are so stringent about the, the quality and the reps and certs and making sure that our industry partners can deliver. John, since you, since you kind of opened it up, you know, there has been a question of uh, addressed to you folks as far as, you know, their Ukraine and how this stuff affects, but to me, you can address that better than I can because you understand the, the correct way. I mean, because again, even myself, I'd be curious about it, but I'm not really sure it's relevant to what we're looking at right currently. You know, I mean, I think it's a supply and demand no matter what, no matter where and no matter when, because things are going to change around the world as, as the world turns. Am I wrong? 
you're not wrong, but I will tell you it's a great question because what it does drive is budget. Right. And so money makes the world go round. Right. We get our I, John Jaloki does not uh, generate any requirement on behalf of a U.S. soldier. Right. A soldier somewhere says, hey, I need this. It blows up through the system. And Congress eventually says, I'm willing to fund that requirement. I'm a steward of the taxpayer dollar. And so what happens is when things like Ukrainian situation hit, it drives the demand signal. Right. And some of those demand signals are stuff that as we don't typically buy, maybe in that level of quantity. So a perfect example is the Waterville Arsenal falls under my purview, right? So we have it out in Waterfleet, New York. It's the oldest uh, arsenal manufacturing gun tubes uh, on behalf of the US Army. A lot of those gun tubes are being leveraged on the things that you see going into the fight in Ukraine, right? We've given them to our allies. We're prepositioning them overseas. And so what that's done is created a huge demand for things like gun tubes. And so, you know, something that maybe was only a handful of procurements over the course of the year has significantly risen, uh, you know, the requirements and offered more opportunities because maybe some of our current industry partners are at capacity. And so that flows through the entire system. We're giving things like Humvees to, um, you know, our European allies, right, as a result of the Ukrainian efforts. We're backfilling those Humvees with the newer joint light tactical vehicle. And so all of that drives different demand. And that flows all the way down through the system, right? Because if you provide a JLTV, a joint light tactical vehicle, you now have a different amount of sustainment items that support that vehicle system. So it really does generate different demand, um, but it is the traditional demand supply model, but it really is, you know, ge current geopolitics really does affect what I buy. I'll end up obligating more, potentially billions of dollars of more money different requirements as a result of what's going on in Ukraine. And so we are absolutely supporting that uh, effort. We are, you know, really keyed in. And every day I'm having a briefing or a meeting on what we're doing to support um, Ukraine and our European allies. And that's driving a lot of the requirements that you're going to see put out there on behalf of my folks. And to add to that, uh, Jeff, as far as Ukraine, you know, at Navistar, uh, the Army sent over, you know, like with our, our MaxPro vehicle, it's, it's, a, it's an MRAP. Uh, it's already saved lives. We've seen it on TV where a couple of them blown up and the whole crew walks away. So getting back to what Kathy says, why do you do this? That's a pretty darn good reason to do something. Uh, but but to John's point, you know, it, it, those those requirements and that need and that demand, it's also going to create a need for life cycle management and sustainment and all that kind of stuff, too. So that's that those are the things that kind of drive things. And then another point that John John pointed out here is uh, the, you use the word requirement several times. So a lot of times a supplier might come to us with this really cool idea. It's going to make the vehicle better, but it's not a vehicle requirement. It's not a requirement at the time uh, that you submit it. So one good way to look for things is to figure out what these vehicle requirements are, how you fit into that, and then work with Kathy and her team, the PTAX in your area to get set up know the contracting requirements from, from Army or other services like Air Force and Navy and that kind of stuff. And then, and then the third thing is, is, again, work with the OEMs and suppliers. You know, and, and just like in the commercial truck business or automotive or probably even motorsports, there's you know, the vehicle manufacturer, then there's all the suppliers. Like think of companies like Hendrickson, they're involved in defense, they're involved in commercial truck, they're involved in motorsports. And so there's a lot of opportunities to network with those teams and, and uh, going back to John's point earlier was he kind of laid out trade shows that he or uh, conferences that him and his team might go to. There's a lot of that that goes on in the industry. So Kathy mentioned, and if you're listening, write these things down, NDIA, National Defense Industry Association, AUSA, uh, Association United States Army, and AFA, Air Force Association. I'm not sure what that is for the Navy, but those are good associations to get involved with where you network with uh, people from contracting, people from program management for vehicles or other programs, and then also industry and suppliers. Over. <laughs> and that's one of the services that we, um, PTAC provides too, is keeping our clients in the loop on all those different events that are going on through a um, e-newsletter, a monthly e-newsletter. So, and we may not be hosting that event, but NDIA maybe, or, you know, some other organization where we feel our clients will benefit from that. So we put out that information and we say, register, I know ACC Detroit Arsenal 
they are doing their industry engagements. The first one's going to be in February and PTAC will be there. Uh, you know, so we always notify our clients about all those events because it's also about building relationships, right? It's about you getting to know who in the government is buying what you're selling or getting to know that program manager uh, so you can kind of get ahead of the game on what requirements might be coming up. And uh, yeah, so definitely please reach out to us. We're, we're here to assist you and um, help you get starting started selling to the government. Well, folks, I can tell you personally, I think that I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for uh, GB sets that I attended earlier, in, you know, back in August and, and get the chance to meet Jim. And I, I, tr I truly, uh, speaking from the heart, you know, you want to take care of our military because the military takes care of us. And at the same time, when you see colleges like, you know, Clemson University, and you meet a lot of people that are involved and already doing things with the military, and they're all smiles about it, it may be, you um, Kind of like going to college when you got to go back and you got to realign your company to be able to be what you they need, what y'all need for them to be. In the end, it will pay off. You'll get benefits from it. And I strongly urge you to maybe attend some of this stuff. You know, reach out to, to PTAC, get some information. Because again, if you've never served in the military, but have, and if you have served in the military, you know what I'm saying here, it's a worthwhile cause. And I really appreciate you being here and being a part of part trait and uh, sharing your information with us. Yeah, and I want to step in and say thank you, Jim, for putting the ideal panel together with both John and Kathy. It's ideal for what our industry needs, our suppliers. Thank you very much. I mean, what a great panel and what a great way to learn about how to, you know, how important it is for those, you know, to uh, uh, to meet. And we have a lot of great suppliers in the industry offering tremendous products that could be very useful to the military. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.